This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I am your host, Gianna, and today we've got the opportunity of talking to Monroe Harrington. I hunted him down as shareholders. We talked for a bit, and we got him scheduled for an episode. So excited to uh, get to know your background, Monroe, and thanks for taking the time. Awesome. Thank you, Gianna. Thanks for having me. Of course. So uh, take us back a little bit. Who are you? Where are you from? How did you grow up to become a real estate agent? Yeah, good question. Um, So I actually... Got started in the real estate industry professionally, I should say, in, uh, in 2013. So mm-hmm. going on 10 years. Uh, my dad's actually a broker up in the little town where I grew up, it's Crestline, Crestline, California. It's kind of okay. in the Big Bear, Big Bear Mountain area. So he's a broker up there, family of brokers. My grandpa's also a broker, answer in the business as well. Okay. Um, so that's what I, I guess planted the seed. I never actually worked under my father's broker per, brokerage per se. As soon as I got my license, I, I moved out of town and I was, I was okay. 20 years old and moved directly up to Lake Tahoe. Oh. I just thought it was a beautiful area and always kind of have held the vision of living there. Also easy transition, mountain town to mountain town. Sure. So moved up there when I was 20, uh, sold real estate up there for two years and Ironically, the whole time I was up there, I was thinking about being back down in Southern California at the beach. Uh, so that was kind of my intention and my, my goal was to save up enough money uh, working in real estate to, to get down to the beach, to get down to San Diego. Uh, fortunately enough, I, I was able to sell three houses my first year okay. as an independent agent. They didn't really have teams in Lake Tahoe, so um, had to stumble, fall on my face and figure it all out alone as a 20 year old little, uh, bop, little baby bopping real estate agent. Yes. Uh, so got three sales under my belt, a little over a million in transactions, uh, nothing groundbreaking, but it was able to keep me afloat. And then going into my second year, I was able to stay on track for about uh, selling about one house every month. Um, so really increased my productivity. Um, and was, was, I coined as one of the rising stars at Sierra Sotheby's, uh, where I got, where I started my career. And so after I sold my first, uh, million dollar lakefront house, um, I didn't tell my client, of course, but in my back of my mind, I'm like, this is my ticket to San Diego <laughs> while, while we're under contract, you know, thinking about that, uh, you know, $20,000 commission or whatever it was. And, um, so I ended up moving down to San Diego, fortunately was able to stay on track with that same production, even though I didn't, didn't really know anybody down here. It was just really grinding, sitting you know, three to four open houses every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was able to sell about uh, one house a month when I transitioned and moving down to San Diego. Um, so that was you know, fortunate. It was, it was definitely a big, big risk at the time. I, I felt like I had a pretty good foundation 
in, in Tahoe. So leaving that behind and that income, that six figure income behind yeah. as a 22 year old was a little, was a little scary. Um, <laughs> but I always have this, this saying, don't be afraid to leave something good in search of something great, especially mm-hmm. when you're 22 years old. So yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I moved down to San Diego, hit the ground running and um, flash forward, switched, switched a couple brokerages, went to Harcourt's, uh, Harcourt's uh, Prime Properties and did the luxury auction platform for a couple of years. Got a lot of good experience doing that, cold calling, just, just again, keeping the grind going. And then yeah. sw- switched to EXP back in 2019. I'll sure, I'm sure we'll go into the reasons why Yeah, that's actually uh, my next question is, is why, who introduced (laughs) the EXP, right? Um, Why did you make the switch after, after kind of bouncing around all over the place, different opportunities here and there? So who introduced you to EXP? Why did that stick out to you? And why have you called it home? Right. Well, so a lot of, uh, a lot of people, uh, the the name came up frequently. I think the first time I heard about EXP was back in, in 2017, 2018. I went to one of Dan Beard's uh, seminars downtown when they first switched over, uh, Dan Beard, Kyle Whistle. So I went to one of their seminars, um, was, was impressed, but couldn't really you know fully see the vision. I was, it was still marinating in my mind. So I, I actually ended up switching to, to Harcourts. And, and then Flash forward two years later, I'm sitting in one of my open houses and uh, someone, uh, Chris Guciero, who's in Pete Middleton's downline, came into one of my open houses, put a, put a business card down and, and said, and I, I just saw and I said, oh, I heard you guys switch to EXP. And Pete Middleton was the first luxury real estate agent that I, that I heard of in San Diego, switching his entire team and organization over to EXP. So that was obviously uh, inspiring and it, it, it made me uh, you know, very curious as to what, what inspired them to make that move. So I started communicating and talking with Chris about uh, EXP, what they liked most about it, et cetera. And I, I should say what initially sparked the, uh, the curiosity was at the time I had given over, I believe it was in 2018, I had given my broker over $100,000 out of my commissions it was about one hundred and nineteen thousand dollars paid out of my commissions and and not to say uh, my broker at the time was not a good broker i I have a ton of respect and and love for uh, kevin sanchez Uh, he i think is a great broker a great mentor a great coach taught me a lot really grateful for the experience there uh however you know just as a business person i was i was looking at my business thinking if I were to invest that $100,000 into my business, you know, close to $10,000 a month into mm-hmm. my business, what would that, what would that do for me? Right. And um, so that's what inspires just looking at different, different models, considering I was already generating my own leads, uh, doing everything on my own as I always have done since I got into real estate. And um so that, that's what inspired and sparked more curiosity was honestly the compensation uh, structure and platform that EXP offers. Mm-hmm. And um, fast forward, here I am. I've been, been with EXP. It's 2022 now. Sorry, time is flying. So about three <laughs> years, about three years now at EXP. 
And, yeah, uh, no, that's awesome. Then the numbers made sense. It's kind of sickening to think how much money you've left on the table in the past. Um, but no longer because at EXP, you're able to earn that, that cap back in stock and, and multiplies. And that's pretty exciting. Well, what was actually extremely exciting and uh, what made me just over the moon about this company was my first, my first year here at EXP, I, I was able to hit icon status, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And during that year that I joined, so what icon, what EXP does when you hit icon status, they essentially you have your $16,000 cap as, as you know, but they award that back to you in company stock through different cultural commitments you do with the company, really fun things. But ultimately the stock that they awarded me back and the money that I paid into the company ended up going into stock. And, and I would say that that money at one point was up 10, maybe even 15 X. So I had made over six figures just on the stocks that they awarded me um, coming from paying a broker six figures to being paid, not only earning a hundred percent of my commission splits after that stock was awarded to me to, to having made well over six figures on that, was just and I and I'm I'm actually underplaying it. I think that the account got up over two hundred thousand dollars at one point. That's um, awesome. <laughs> and obviously not coming from a from a bragging standpoint, but just I, I was I was so blown away and I wasn't even paying attention to the stock at the time. I was actually on the on a call with one of my my sponsors, my sponsor Chris. And I was like, hey, you know, playing around on the on the platform, I'm like, where do you where do you find your stock? You know, I'd be interested to see where you find your stock. Clicking around, find it, I open it, and I'm just like, holy, you know, like, what is going on? <laughs> and he's like, what is it? And I'm like, there's over $200,000 in my stock account right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was at that moment. Is, after this, is this real? Should I refresh the page? <laughs> yeah, like, what kind of crypto, you know? Like, <laughs> what? Like, the cryptocurrency yeah, is this? Crypto? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um that was just a really unique experience uh, being with a company that had, you know, given me the opportunity to create my own brand, to create, build my own team, mm -hmm. but is also offering incentives that create just such a win-win cultural culture and, and dynamic. And, you know, it was at that moment that I realized, I, I don't see how any other brokerage, and, and it goes far beyond the money, Right. Just the money in which I'm sure we'll get into. But, you know, coming from a businessman being in business, you know, I'm, I'm here to make a living for myself, my, my family. And it was it. It, it was a, an awesome experience. Let's just leave it. At yeah, that. yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, Monroe, you know, like you said, uh, it's it's more than just some money here. There's there's collaboration. Mm -hmm. and stock options, rev share. Um, there's the online world training, all of those things. So, you know, what is your favorite part about being at EXP or maybe something you didn't expect when you first made the move over that you are really enjoying about the company now? Yeah. I, I always say it's a, it's a collaborative culture rather than a competitive culture and coming from, uh, you know, my previous brokerage where it was, um, you know, I, I guess you could say healthy, competent. It, it all depends on your relationship with it. But I, I felt that in, in some cases it was not so healthy in, you know, who, who's making the most calls, 
who's making the most sales and, and constantly be, you know, being put in this position where we're um, trying to kind of climb on top of each other um, towards going to, you know, a company that by the very structure and foundation of how it was built and the vision that Glenn Sanford had in mind when he was building the organization was how do we create a win-win dynamic? Uh, you know, not only for himself, but for the agents, everybody that's involved. So I, I found that anytime I need something, um, anytime I'm struggling with something, I can go to almost any agent at EXP, even the top producing agents, the most competitive agents at the company, and they literally just open up their playbook and say, this is how I built it. This is what I did. And that, that's that's for a number of reasons. A, we're all owners in the company. We all own, we all have company stock, so we want to see that stock grow. We want to see the company grow. We have the ability to, you know, obviously build our downline organization and attract agents into the company, share our story, and, and, and allow them to receive the benefits that we've received. So the more that the agents, um, you know, talk highly about the company, the more that agents give to each other, the stronger it makes the company, the easier it makes to grow your team, your organization, and obviously uh, your stock. So right. it's, it's, I think, comes down to the very, the very fundamental building blocks of the company that creates that environment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, very thankful for, for Glenn uh, Sanford and, of course, his team for creating that vision and something that hasn't really been done before. And right. It's like a, it's a brokerage for the agents by agents. Yeah. I, I truly sometimes, you know, I, I feel that I have just as much, you know, power to create, you know, within this company that, you know, any, anybody, anybody else does. Mm -hmm. And I think Glenn, you know, being the CEO and the founder um, had had that vision in mind all along to empower the agents. You never see, you know, Glenn saying I'm the best or EXP's the best. It's it's all about, you know, the agents and what they can grow. And they allow you to, you know, brand yourself over here. Sorry. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, they encourage it, you know, mm -hmm. coming from brokerages where they're like, oh, you know, when I was with, um, you know, Sotheby is a, you know, great, great company great uh, organization, but you know, you're very limited in what you can do as far as branding, branding yourself. And so if that's important to you and building that legacy, that, that company of yourself is important to you. Then I think EHP is a great middle ground being able to create your own vision and, and not having any, any limitations here mm -hmm. to create. And that's what I like to tell people. It's like a EXP is like the skeletons. It gives you the bones to build the rest of it on. It's just the foundation to build your own empire. And, um, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't like the logo, which is fair. That old splatter logo was, it was not cute. But uh, now they have a little classier one. And even, um, even people like my, I live in Tennessee, but my dad's from Colorado. And he's like, I think there's billboards with that company you're with coming. <laughs> one and he's like the little the little the little riding and i was like exp and he's like yeah like you know they, they may not even know what it what it represents but they're they're starting to recognize it but they also see yeah. you know other people are building their brand on top of it and then it's like a team it's a collaborative thing and um, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to see um how people affiliate brands right and um monroe moving on from you know your experience with exp let's talk about just you, your life, right? How do you balance it all? Um, 
you're living in San Diego, you're, you've got, you know, production, high production, you're probably all over the place. Work-life balance is tough to manage. So how do you draw the line between work and play and family and friends and clients and avoiding burnout mode for yourself? Yeah. Well, if you want to take a look into my life, you can, uh, not to pitch it, but you can follow me on Instagram and it's Mr. Monroe, uh, M-I-S-T-A dot Monroe. And I think when you go into my Instagram, my life, you'll see that I definitely do strive to create a balanced life and to have a lot of fun. I think that that's extremely important, you know, and, and one thing that I do is, is my morning, my morning ritual. Mm -hmm. Um, every day when I wake up, I, I make it my sole focus and intention to get my mind in a right, in the right place, no matter how long it takes within reason <laughs> yes, yeah. um, before I start my work day. And believe me, I've teetered back and forth. I've, I've, I've woke up straight from you know work to grind mode or sleep to grind mode. Yeah. And what I, what I found is that if I wake up, I take my cold shower, I do my stretching, do my yoga, go out cold on the beach. shower. Well, cold shower. Not too, it's not too cold. I live in San Diego. It's a good way to ruin my whole day, but <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Then, um, <laughs> well, it wakes me up. There. Do, do, do some stretching, do some yoga, take care of my mm -hmm. body, right? So I have the mind, the body. And I go out into the to outside and just and read, you know, read. Gets my mm -hmm. mind stimulated, read positive material that that motivates me. And, and then, you know, I, 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 I guess embody a spirit of calmness and, and the vision that I want to hold for my day and start my day in that way. And, uh, you know, I, believe me, I've, I've faced, I've faced uh, plenty of challenges. And when I first got in the business, I felt like I, you know, tired, tiredness was weakness. And if I felt tired, then I would push harder I'd slam another cup of coffee and keep going. And it, I think you just mature and you realize that, uh, you know, more is not necessarily better. And it's the quality of your actions over the sure. quantity of your actions that produces the greatest results. But when you're learning that you do kind of have to, you know, uh, flail a little bit and, and figure that out for yourself. So not in judgment of my past self, but just looking at it through wiser eyes. Now, you know, advice I give younger agents and people and in, in my downline is, is, calm down, simplify it. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a million different people throwing a million different things at you. Right. Simplify it. Find one or two things that you can do every day that you can consistently implement that will keep pushing that needle for you. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. And, and uh, you know, you're taking care of yourself. It takes like two years to recover from burnout mode. So it's important to incorporate that all, you know, um, what good, what could, can you do in real estate if you're laying up sick in bed or overly exhausted and can't take care of your clients, can't show homes or, um, you know, be around your team. So that's tough. So you, you yeah. have to take care of yourself. Or just not being in a good mental state. You know, you answer the phone, you're a little crabby. You're not, you know, and, and people pick up on that. So, you, you know, if you can show up in a more, you know, uh, you know, lighthearted, peaceful way, I think that, you know, people will just enjoy it. And then that will lead to more business naturally because people like you. And right. It really comes down to is those relationships. So making sure that you have enough left over in the tank to, to cultivate those relationships. 
Right. And like, also, you know, like you said, being a sharp mind, there's so many little details that you're responsible for uh, anything in a deal can fall through. So you want to be um, aware of pretty much all parts of the situation. It's not so easy being a real estate agent, as some would say. Um, so Monroe, you know, beyond that, obviously you have a high production. So are there any tasks that you've handed off um, to kind of get off your plate so you can scale up that business? Like, do you have a virtual assistant, a real life assistant, um, a team operations manager, TC, anything to kind of help you <laughs> run a business at this scale? I've had it all. <laughs> I've had it all. And, um, you know, it's, it's always constantly changing, evolving, moving. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, I've had multiple in-person assistants. I've had VAs. Um, right now I'm, I'm running pretty lean. Um, mm -hmm. but, but I currently have a, an assistant and a showing agent cool. and, you know, my, my business is a little, little different than a lot of agents business. Uh, you know, I did about 40 million in production last year. Mm -hmm with the, the majority of it being buyer representation. And um, I think a lot of, a lot of people look at me like, how, how is that possible? But you know, it's just, it's just the way things have unfolded for me. And I, I do have a, a viewing agent um, who does an incredible job. Mm -hmm. Isaac, and he shows a lot of the properties for me. So that takes a, a big part of that off, off of my plate. You know, and I think we have a really good working dynamic there. Um, but I probably do a little bit more of the admin stuff than I would. I probably should be doing. And I have had assistants that have taken that off of my plate and done an incredible job in doing so. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes pe people come and go. And, yeah, uh, it's tough. So as of right now, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of that work myself. Um, and, and, you know, my, my part-time assistant does take up some of that burden. Yeah. But, you know, it's <laughs> just stuff to, to take off your plate to be able to, to move to the next level. And you've got to make those hires. And um, like you said, you've been through it all and you just got to kind of see what, what sticks and what fits for you guys. And every agent is different. So that's okay. And keep, and trying. Keep, trying. <laughs> keep trying. Exactly. I don't think you're going to be leaving real estate anytime soon. So, um, <laughs> you know, don't reinvent the wheel, but you got you got to find your own pace. Um, so Monroe, you know, what does that production look like for you out in San Diego? How many houses do you have to sell to be able to cap? What's that average housing price? Yeah, so my average sale price is right around one point three million. Um, now I've sold houses anywhere from two hundred thousand up to five five million. Mm -hmm. So it's it's all over the place. But like I said, that averages out to around one point two million. So really only need to sell here in San Diego two to three houses uh, to hit my cap, awesome. which, is, which is, you know, fortunate. But yeah. I think that, you know, in San Diego, every, everybody wants to be, I shouldn't say everybody, but with Selling Sunset, all these shows, right? <laughs> the people, You're not on that or what? Not yet, no. <laughs> not yet, he says. A lot, a lot of people want to, you know, sell Southern California real estate. So it's a very competitive market. Uh, there's a lot of agents here. Sure. Over over twenty thousand agents, or wow, somewhere around that, maybe, maybe give or take. So a lot of agents in this in this in this county. When you look at that compared to the uh, the, the number of homes sold, it's 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 pretty it's pretty crazy. But as we know, not all agents produce. Um, uh -huh. So, so fewer, I guess point being is, is less volume here. You know, there's less volume and, and little, uh, few, fewer transactions, higher, 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 uh, 
higher sales prices. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, the transactions, 20 transactions to hit after that. So it's still a challenge for you guys, even though capping is uh, pretty instant. You still got the rest of the year to hit those transactions. And then Monroe, you know, after that, you've got the cultural commitment that you have to uh, fulfill, whether that's teaching, mentoring, vetting other icons on an icon panel. So what is your cultural commitment and why do you choose to go with that? Yeah, so I, I do like to do the uh, the vetting committee. I've done the vetting committee just to be able okay. to connect with other icon agents, um, I think yeah. is, is crucial from, from a masterminding standpoint. And then also speaking on panels is something that I'm definitely going to be setting my sights on in the future because that's you know giving giving back to the to the company to help other people that were in my same position um get to get to where i am uh i would have loved to been able you know as a younger younger guy to connect with someone such as myself um and and to help me along my way my journey so yeah. that's, a, that's a big that's a big motivation of mine um in in my career now is is helping others and helping other younger agents get, get to where they want to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, that's, that's great. And as it should be, and that's, um, you know, something you enjoy so much about EXP. So it's fun to contribute back to it and um, really, you know, like you said, just enhance that collaboration uh, that EXP has. And Monroe, speaking of, you know, kind of mentoring, like getting affiliated with, um, you know, not being the smartest person in the room, right? So say somebody's coming up to you and they're like, hey, Monroe, you know, I just moved over to EXP or I'm a rookie agent. I just joined EXP. I really want an icon. It's my first year here. Is it possible for them? What are some major mistakes to avoid or uh, just some advice for them? I mean, not to sound cliche, I mean, yes, anything's possible mm -hmm. as a new new agent getting into the business. But if you're for it's your first year and you're and you're looking to hit icon status, um, I mean, that's a that's an audacious goal, definitely possible. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's possible. I, I would say, you know, set 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 a goal. I, I think, you know, as a new agent coming into the business, setting a goal to sell a house every month is, is, is sustainable. And it's something that you can, you know, reset every 30 days. Like my goal this year is to sell a house, my goal or this month, I'm sorry. My goal this month is to sell a house. And really I, I break it down. So you have your yearly goal. I break it down to a monthly goal and then a weekly goal, right. And things that you have to do every week to get, to get to where you, you want to hit your monthly goal. And, and your, I think your intention every week should be, I want to sell a house this week. Yeah. And then if you have that intention, you might surpass that goal of selling one a month. But I think as a new new agent getting into the business, you know, thinking you're going to jump in and, and sell, you know, two houses a month, it, you know, that might that might be a little intimidating. Um, it's it's about setting reachable goals too, so that you continue to stay on track to to, to meet. Right. That. And don't get discouraged either. Right. If you're if you're shooting. Uh, too too high and you don't hit that, maybe you're like, oh man, like why am I even trying, right? Right. Or if you're not on track to hit it and then you mm -hmm. kind of give up on your goal halfway through it because mm -hmm. so far behind, you're like, ah, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it anyways. Right. Versus if you set, you know, an, an attainable goal, but still pushing yourself, I think that that's, you know, a, a good thing to do. So um, absolutely. But to kind of touch on your question a little bit more, yeah, absolutely. I think like hitting icon status, like that should be your North Star, right? This is what yeah. I want to do. Just give yourself time to do it. 
continue to show up every day, consistent, pragmatic action that will, you know, bring you closer to that goal every day and help you grow every day. Absolutely. And um, Monroe, you know, for as far as, you know, when EXP was introduced to you, you hear so many rumors in the industry and it's a pyramid scheme, it's a cult. So were you ever skeptical of EXP when you first heard of it? No, <laughs> uh, I wasn't just because like in the macrocosm, I understand how business works. Right. And um, anything can be looked at that way, right? There's always going to be, you know, if you look at any business, you have an employee, then you have a manager, then you have a bot, then you have a CEO. It all comes down from that. So, uh, you know, while EXP gives you the right to essentially own your own franchise it's not a franchise but that's kind of what it's like you know you have the opportunity to bring agents into your organization mm-hmm. they have the ability to do so and so on and so forth and you all benefit from it meanwhile that money is is coming from company dollar and in, in, in from a compensation structure and plan that makes more sense than any other brokerage anyways where's the where's the downside where where's right. the hole where are the holes you know uh, it would be different if you know, the agents, you know, lost because the, the, the compensation structure isn't beneficial to those agents and they're being charged 50% commission splits or like a lot of these brokerages are getting taken 30% of their commission after their franchise fees paid, mm-hmm. then, um, you know, then that would be a different conversation. But the fact of the matter is, is especially when hitting icon status, you have such a great ability to, to keep all of your income. Yes. Yeah. So, earn from bringing people into the company. It's just smart business. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, was I skeptical of it? Uh, No, because I actually sat down, listened, looked at it and then made my judgment rather than just uh, regurgitating what other people in the industry were, you know, were saying or thinking. Right. (laughs) You know, um, Monroe, not everybody's like that, right? Some people are like, man, I'm I'm so loyal to my broker. And they say that, you know, none of these things are attainable at EXP. So if I see the greener grass, I want to make the move. But my broker says that I'd be crazy. Um, So for anybody that may be watching right now and they have those second thoughts, but they see the greener grass, what would you have to say to them (laughs) uh, to kind of encourage them to make the jump, do the research? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not really a very pushy type person. Uh, I like to lead with value. So I would never, uh, you know, I don't try to hard sell anybody on anything. Um, But if someone does want to make that jump, then it seems like they're kind of answering their own, their own, uh, their own question there. And it may be things, I I guess I would tell them, you know, what's getting in your way. Is it, is it, is it fear? Because a lot of times that's what it is, right? If you see a better opportunity, you know it, you believe it, but you're still being held back. A lot of times it's fear of the unknown. And so I think like any, you know, any, any decision that's going to push you forward in life, there's going to be this somewhat of a leap of faith. I think EXP is a very calculated leap of faith in that way. It just makes sense. Um, but, uh, you know, if someone's more on the fence, I would just advise them to keep drawing pros and cons, you know, see if it's the best fit for them. And, and, and maybe, maybe it's, it's not. I mean, I, I 
am of the belief that it likely is just because I've looked at so many different brokerage models. My dad owns a brokerage. I've been with multiple brokerages. Mm-hmm. I've studied them. I think it is the best model. Uh, but, you know, he <laughs> has their own take and their own opinion. Right. And I think the best way to research it is, you know, to raise your hand, come talk to these icon agents that I've been interviewing, right? Um, Say Monroe's in your area, or maybe just Monroe is somebody you feel like you'd align with a business-like and business mind-like and entrepreneurial mindset, you know, reach out, see, you know, what his upline can bring to you, what they, um, you know, believe in their cores for business and life and morale and everything else and ask them questions about EXP, ask them what they like about it, ask them what they don't like about it. You know, do your research because um, making a switch can be scary. Breaking up with a broker can be scary, but it's not like life or death, right? You can always go back to yeah. your broker. So um, yeah, exactly. What is there to lose? Well, and if you think about Gianna, where you and I met, right? We met. Yeah. The, the shareholder summit, right? Mm-hmm. And so going to those events is also a very, and that's the coolest thing. Again, collaborative culture versus competitive. It's not like a brokerage that says, oh no, you're not with our brokerage. You can't come to our events. We encourage you to come to our events because again, leading with value. So yes. come to our events, see what it's about. Talk to the agents. I mean, I've talked to agents at this company, you know, that have literally sold 600 houses in, in a year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mind blowing to me. You know, and and me being able to connect and communicate with those. And they're they're just telling me, you know, what they did, things that they did to get there. Right. And and it's so cool. And like, you know, like we went over like the shareholders uh, icon breakfast. And I will be honest, I was at shareholders hanging out at the Sphere Rocket booth because that's who sponsors this podcast. And, um, you know, there were agents there that weren't with EXP and they were checking it out. They're thinking about making the switch. And that's the best way to do some inside research without feeling like you're being sold to, right? Um, Because everybody at EXP, like they're not going to be like, are you with EXP? They're like hanging out. They're introducing themselves to everybody. Um, It's a big, friendly, fun event. So EXP Con is a good opportunity to check it out. Um, And, you know, just raise your hand, ask questions. We live in a metaverse, so send that Facebook message, uh, figure out what's going on, ask the questions you want to ask and get connected with these people. And I think you'll find a lot of uh, peace when it comes to making your move after talking to the right people. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) So Monroe, you're going to XPCon then, I assume? I am. Awesome. Cool. I'll be there. So make sure to um, come find me at the Sphere Rocket booth again. And we're coming up on almost 35 minutes. Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with as we wrap it up today? Hmm. (laughs) I mean, there's always, there's always more to say, right. But I think we did, we did cover a lot of great things. Um, Yeah. I would just, I would just like to say, you know, keep, keep a positive mindset keep going you know we're, we're obviously approaching a market right now where things are changing and that's okay um that the only thing that's constant in life is change <laughs> yeah, amen. So, that's what I, I preach that so roll with it and stay consistent and just keep going adapt or get left behind right <laughs> well um <laughs> thank you so so much for joining me today i think it's been an awesome great quality conversation today uh you're welcome back on the podcast to do a spinoff anytime you'd like and until then i will plan on seeing you in vegas sounds great gianna thank you thank you Bye.
This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.